Thanks for tuning in. Episode three, Most Hated Podcast. Karen, put your goddamn dog <laughs> on the leash. I'm not going to say it again, Karen. Put your dog on the leash. Your dog gone, bro. All right, let's get, let's get straight into it, guys. Um, this episode, we're going to dedicate uh, to a little bit of NBA talk. Dispel all the, the BS that's floating around, all the ill speakings of uh, Mr. LeBron James. So we'll, we'll tackle a few topics as it relates to the king. Um, so let's get straight into it. The GOAT. Hey, man, uh, he could be. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the argument that uh, seems to come up all the time as it relates to who is the GOAT and why. For Jordan, they always say, well, he won the NBA Finals six times, went six times, won six times, never lost in the Finals. For LeBron, they say it's a longevity uh, argument. Um, he's the most durable uh, uh, player that's ever played. Uh, he does have three championships. He has lost six times in NBA Finals, uh, which, in my opinion, most of them are justified. So we'll get into a little bit of that. But, um, but what I want to start with, Paul, is a little bit about both players as it relates to their upbringing and how that shaped who they eventually became. So I know we were speaking off air about the fact that Jordan grew up with both parents in the household, siblings, um, a definitely a, a stable uh, home, home environment, um, ultimately going to college and then turning professional uh, and becoming what some could argue as the best the snitch. Basketball. The snitch. <laughs> yeah, he was doing a lot of snitching. He I'm was about doing, to get mad thinking about this. He was doing a lot of lying and a whole bunch of snitching. Right. Um, but <laughs> I'm about to get mad. We'll get back to that. I'm sweating right now. I'm getting mad. So, <laughs> right. So, grew up stable uh, household. Um, ultimately going to college. Ultimately turning professional and becoming what some argue, would argue as the greatest basketball player to ever lace up a pair of gym shoes. Now, LeBron, uh, we can't say the same for him. Um, grew up, single-parent household, like many of us in this community. Um, mother, uh, some would believe, were, had a drug problem. Uh, they bounced around from house to house growing up. Uh, very, very dysfunctional upbringing. And quite, quite truthfully, uh, it's a miracle he was able to become who he became, ultimately. Um, so I think it's important to know those differences, um, you know, as we see with even Kobe, you know, grew up stable household, both parents, uh, siblings, uh, dad, professional athlete. So, you know, they never have to necessarily worry about money. And he ultimately became what some would consider one of the greatest basketball players to ever laced up a pair of gym shoes. So. Once again, I think it's important to know these people's background uh, when you're debating um, their legacy and what they had to offer the game of basketball. I think that Jordan, coming from a more structured background, uh, going to college, staying for multiple years, gave him the, the foundation uh, to ultimately become who, who he is. Um, he was able to develop confidence. Uh, he had a sense of uh, uh, competition that he got from his household uh, as well as from playing uh, the game in college uh, hitting one of the biggest shots um, in, in college basketball history and for LeBron you know coming from an impoverished background uh, not having the easiest road uh, if the fact that he was good enough to make the jump from high school I believe anybody would have took that road um, to to immediately starting starting to get paid uh, for the for the work that you're putting on the court. So very 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 different scenarios for both players. Um, both drafted by 
very bad organizations. Um, both players struggled their first six to seven years in the league. Um, though you can say what you want, but earlier on in their careers, LeBron proved that he was a better player. You being real nice right now. I mean, <laughs> let me let me just let me just set the record straight for these people. I'll let you go. I'll LeBron you go. LeBron led his team to the finals. Uh, shortly after being drafted, uh, roughly three to four years later, um, with a bunch of no names. Year four. Just what the facts are, people. The, you could say that, oh, the conference was weak. No, nah, not quite. The Pistons had just won the championship um, in 04. Um, they were still defending as uh, a top contender in the Eastern Conference. Um, LeBron. We could say single-handedly, but of course, obviously, he has teammates, and we always have to remember to give credit to his teammates. Uh, but he had an outstanding performance, knocking off those Pistons, those Pistons with Chauncey Billups and Richard Hamilton and Tayshawn Prince. Twenty-four and, of the twenty-five points left and, in the game. That is that is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact, and it's uh, one of the games that often gets looked looked over. Uh, you know, they always bring up Jordan's. 63 points against the Celtics. Okay, they lost the game, guys. Um, and, you know, dropping 63 points is cool for anybody, right? Dropping a whole lot of points. But if you don't get the win, then you're going to stand there looking – you're going to ultimately look like a, a Russell Westbrook, you know, or like they say about Melo, he was only worried about his stats. Like, stats can only do so much when you don't have a supporting cast. But LeBron didn't have a supporting cast either. And he was able to make it to the finals. He did lose the finals against what some considered to be the greatest Spurs team assembled at that time. Uh, you know, a prime Tim Duncan, a prime Tony Parker, a prime Manu Ginobili, Greg Popovich, one of the greatest coaches at the helm. Bron stood no chance. We all this is not the easiest thing, not the hardest thing to dissect. It's not rocket science, guys. LeBron with a bunch of no names is not beating an all-time great coach with all-time great players in their prime in his fourth year. It's not happening. Might not even win a game. He didn't win a game. That's just that's how treacherous these waters are uh, when you get to that level. Jordan knew about this prior to getting Pippen, prior to getting Phil Jackson as a coach, prior to getting the, the requisite uh, parts that are needed to win a championship. That's just a fact of the matter. They get on LeBron, Paul, because – he was the first, or they would like to think that he was the first player to put his career in his hands, and instead of waiting for the organization to create a team, he, air quotes, left his situation in Cleveland to partner up with other star players. But, guys, this isn't a new phenomenon. The only difference is that um, in, in past times, the organization was the one who did that legwork. But guess what? In Cleveland, they just weren't getting the job done. They brought Shaq in, washed up. They brought in Antoine Jameson on the last leg of his career. Um, so they didn't really give LeBron a whole lot to work with, guys. I mean, you can say what you want. You can try to, you know, scream out a whole bunch of names on paper that it kind of sound like it's something, but we all know it's not. Even in Miami, Chris Bosh wasn't making no playoff runs in, in Toronto. He can, he can average as many points as he wants to. Never, never was sniffing any playoff wins. Excuse me, Kyrie Irving never been to the playoffs before LeBron came back to Cleveland. Kevin Love never sniffed a playoff game before coming back to Cleveland. So all this talk about who LeBron played with and who he teamed up with, man, LeBron made these folks. It, they, they wouldn't have no NBA championship if it wasn't for LeBron James. And and that is a two-way street. He wouldn't have it if it weren't for them. We're not trying to discredit anybody. But the fact of the matter is that these players have to they, – they play a crucial role in your ability to succeed. You have to have people that are prepared and that are willing to take big shots when need to be or make big plays when need to be. So, um, so this idea that – uh, you know, Jordan did it by himself and and that, like Skip Bayless is saying, oh, he was really the coach. Nonsense. 
You are not the coach when Phil Jackson is present. That is just that is just the bottom line. We've seen what Jordan did pre Phil Jackson, and we've seen what he's done post Phil Jackson. He had a whole bunch of L's he took before Phil Jackson. He held a whole bunch of L's in Washington after Phil Jackson. <laughs> he's still holding a whole bunch of L's running the Charlotte uh, Hornets or Bobcats, whatever their name is. Don't really matter. They trash. Uh, you know, they they have come along a little bit the last year or so. Um, and some, you know, Devontae Graham and Malik Monk and, you know, several of these players are, are you know, have some skill. But all, overall, Jordan has done a horrendous job um, post-Phil Jackson. And like I said, he was doing horrible pre-Phil Jackson. So um, a lot of this LeBron slander just has to stop. It, it really, you know, you guys need to uh start appreciating the man while he's still playing um because there you will not see one of those for a long time uh one of those mount rushmore olympian uh goliath type athletes i mean jordan was one magic johnson was one shaq was one kobe was one uh you need to just sit back and re- and enjoy the show truth be told so um so like i said that's just how i kind of wanted to start um, because I just I'm getting tired of the slander, uh, all the salacious comments, all the misinformation or uh, disinformation. A lot of people don't know their facts. A lot of people aren't logical about their takes on LeBron James. Uh, all they want to look at is the surface numbers, and the surface numbers a lot of times can be deceiving. Um, so, Paul, what do, what do you what are your thoughts on it? Whew. Where do I start? <clears throat> all right, of course. Kino's being the intellectual one, the smart, big word one. I'm about to get ignorant. Look, I'm tired of y'all talking about Michael Jordan. He was a terrible teammate. He's a horrible GM. He's a liar. (laughs) I'm just tired of it. Wait a second. Is this recording? I hope this is recording. Anyway, what can you say MJ does that LeBron doesn't besides six rings? LeBron James has brought scrubs to the finals twice against Golden State and the Spurs. Stop bringing up his finals record because all the teams he's lost to have been all-time greats. Granted, when he lost to the Mavs, that was the one time that I really felt that they should have won that that series, obviously. And they should have beat them. But every team that that LeBron James has faced has been all-time greats. Golden State three times with with KD when um, Kevin Love and Kyrie wasn't even there. Uh, he played the Spurs three times. Like, what what do you want from this man? The Spurs are all great. Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich. Jordan playing all these overrated teams from the West. Like, I don't care. It didn't matter who he played. Y'all was going to overrate him. I don't care about no Utah Jazz. Don't care about the Trailblazers with Clyde Drexler because he was the only one there. Um, who else was it? Who, who else was it? The Supersonics that Gary Payton. Jordan didn't even want no problem with Gary Payton. I, I don't care what anyone says. LeBron has been great his entire career. Jordan made the playoffs back in the 80s, and there were like 22 games below 500 and still made the playoffs. How? Kinos, tell me how. How would you make the playoffs if you're 22 games below 500? And they, they're scrubs. They're, they're playing all these old – I don't want to cuss. Playing all these old players, <laughs> trash, janitors, like school teachers. I don't care. Y'all got like, oh, bad boy Pistons. That's all. Who, that's who he played. No one else. I'm tired of y'all bringing up the Pistons. That's it. Lakers had Magic. Magic had AIDS and didn't know it. Kareem retired. I mean, all these teams he played, like, I'm, I'm sick of it. Like, seriously. LeBron James was expected to be great from day one. From day one. And he had no time to grow. He had no time to get better because every time he laid off, y'all talked about him. The man missed 35 games last season, and y'all talking about how he missed the playoffs. Well, I mean, duh, he missed 35 games. When Jordan missed those games, guess who was on the team still? Scottie Pippen. And they made the playoffs still. So stop comparing MJ to LeBron. Like, just stop it. I mean, I'm really tired of it. Well, sorry to cut you off, Paul, but I just had a thought of something that I've been holding on to that I wanted to present to people. Just an idea that I had or a a thought that I had been having. 
You know what's funny is that people will say, oh, you know, the LeBron uh, apologists, they're mad now because the final dance has come out and has exposed LeBron, etc. And you know what's funny is that it's funny how people side with Jordan, but really most people would actually be more, they would have more in common with a LeBron James. And what I mean by that is that Jordan had an unreal career, right? It's one of those ones that it became the gold standard, six for six, you know, crazy points per game, um, just a just a dominant force. And I think people enjoy living vicariously through that. But if they step back and look in the mirror, you're more like LeBron James than you are Michael Jordan. Nobody, nobody is out here winning like Michael Jordan. Nobody is going undefeated in anything that they're doing. You're going to have to hold an L, okay? So LeBron went three for six. That's, you know, pretty symbolic of most people's lives. You're going to lose more than you win most times. Would you agree with that, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean you're gonna the average person is gonna lose more than they more than they win. Those who end up winning more than they lose, they're a minority, and that's fine, but that's not that's not that's not rooted in reality. The reality is that most of us are gonna hold more L's than we are wins. So this idea that just because Jordan went six for six and LeBron went three for six, um last time I checked, LeBron went against some pretty great teams. Um, his first finals loss, like we went over, was to a dynastic Spurs team in the midst of uh, their run as one of the greatest teams of all time. The second time LeBron James played in the finals was against the Mavericks uh, that first year in Miami. And I have no excuses about uh, or for LeBron as it relates to Miami losing that finals, but I'll say this. If we take credit away from LeBron in that particular finals or or don't give him credit or if we take credit from LeBron, that means that we're also taking credit away from Dirk Nowitzki and the Mavericks. And truth be told, uh, if you don't remember, that was 2011. Kobe won the championship in 2010. Guess who knocked Kobe out of that playoffs as a defending champ? Swept them. The Dallas Mavericks, uh, a team ran by Jason Kidd, Hall of Famer, Dirk Nowitzki, Hall of Famer, Jason Terry, uh, a very underrated, probably one of the most top, top, you know, 20 underrated players of NBA history. Jason, there's not too many, uh, you know, combo guards, you know, point guards slash shooting guards um, that are more underrated than Jason Terry. Jason Terry was one of the most consistent role players in NBA history. That is a fact. And if you go look at the numbers, uh, you know, from his times in, uh, with the Hawks uh, to his time with the Mavericks, uh, very consistent player, always showed up, always was ready for big moments. Um, and, that, and that goes to show that not all, uh, not all clutch players exist, uh, not only within the, all-star realm. There are clutch players that are role players. Uh, they're just good at what their job is um, as that role player, and they're able to come up big when needed. Um, but back to my point is that instead of going so hard about the failures that LeBron has had, uh, think about how realistic those failures are and how sometimes you do come up against um, foes who just outmatch you. They outnumber you. There's nothing you can do about it. You can be as good as you want to be. You can be as smart as you want to be. You can go for that job interview with your your best suit on and your best presentation, and your best resume. Uh, you're, that doesn't mean you're going to get the job. There could be somebody there better than you. And most of us have experienced that um, that feeling and, and what that's like. Jordan never, I mean, he, he felt what it was like early on before uh, getting getting his first championship. But ultimately, his organization was able to surround him with everything that he needed. Yes, was Jordan a killer? Yes. Was he, was he a dog? Yes. Did he get the job done? Did he hit some clutch shots? Yes, but... He only had one job. He only had one job, and that was well, the score. I mean, I don't agree with that, Paul. I, 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 I do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that he just had one job. I think Jordan, 
I think his it might he only, he might have only had one job as it relates to the job that the team gave him. But I feel like the way he executed on the court. He he didn't care. He didn't care what he had to do. He no, just, no, I get that. You know but I'm, sa- I'm saying his number one job was to, like if you go out there, they'd be like, "All right, Scotty, you play defense. Rodman get the rebounds. Steve Kerr, you stand out there at the three point line, and get oh, yeah. ready. Jordan just score. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course he did more. He played defense, but his primary goal was to score the ball. Like, right. but looking at LeBron, he has to do all of that. Every single one of them. I'm tired of people saying he don't play defense. I just saw a stat today and said his defensive rating is the same as Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi I, Leonard. I think I did see that too. And, and, but but he don't play defense. You well, see what I'm saying? Right. And I got I got two points to that. What you're saying about just doing your job, right? Check this stat out, Paul. This is a stat of most 20 plus rebound games. In the regular season, bring up Dennis Robinson. since the NBA-ABA merger in 1976, the number one player, Dennis Rodman, at 159 <laughs> games. Hold on, Paul. 159 plus or 159 games uh, of where he scored, where he captured 20 plus rebounds. <clears throat> the second player behind him had 95, and that was Moses Malone. So 95 to 159. That's what, guys, 64? <sighs> Number three is Dwight Howard at 82. Number four, Andre Drummond at 81. Number five, DeAndre Jordan at 60. So if you guys can see a trend here, everybody but Dennis Rodman, first of all, is a big man. Second of all, that's showing you that Jordan had specialists, yep. if you would like to call them that. Yep. These were players that they stayed in their role, they relished their role, they knew their job, they knew their place, they knew Dennis Rodman knew he was not there to shoot jump shots. Dennis Rodman knew he was not there to post you up and fade you away and hit the J. He knew he knew that. Dennis Rodman knew that he would not be a force driving into the paint. These are all things that he knew. He knew what his role was. Steve Kerr, like Paul said, Steve Kerr knew. He even mentioned it in the last dance. And, I mean, anybody that knows basketball knows this. It just is what it is. You're, sometimes you're not going to be the tallest athlete. Sometimes you're not going to be the fastest athlete. Sometimes you're not going to – most of the time you're not going to be – the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, the LeBron James, the average person is going to be a role player. They're going to be, they're going to be important. They're going to play a role. They're going to, they're going to be very critical uh, to the, to the structure of that team. But this idea that um, Jordan didn't have specialists around him, he did. And guess what? The organization put those players around him. They brought these players in. Dennis Rodman, you want to talk about super teams, Dennis Rodman played for the Bad Boy Pistons. These teams have been doing this for as long as I can remember as an NBA fan. Dennis Rodman played for the Pistons. Ron Harper was a star with the Cleveland Cavaliers going against Jordan. Guess what? When those players, when those teams dismantled, the Bulls picked up some of their key players. This is what teams do. They're trying to get better. They're trying to solidify certain roles on that team so that a player like Michael Jordan can go out and, like Paul said, do his job. Nah, I ain't say just do his job. I, I said score. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but just thinking about with LeBron's greatness, he's never had someone who's just there for defense such as I mean, in their prime, of course. Like, right. get out of here with Shane Battier. He was like 45 when he was with the Heat. Cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. I know, but he wasn't in his prime when he was no, there he for defense. He didn't have like a Ron Artest to your Kobe Bryant. He didn't have Scottie Pippen to uh, your Michael Jordan. Uh, quick, quick point, Paul. What's up? Real quick. What's up? Think about this. The equivalent. Okay, so Mike was with the Bulls losing, uh-huh, right? Uh huh. Priest, Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen, right? Right. Okay. So the organization drafts Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen's 6'9", 
say at that time maybe he was 190 pounds or something like that, probably probably pretty thin. But the point I'm trying to make is that imagine if LeBron, LeBron's team in Cleveland that first go around had drafted a similar like what would be comparable, right? Like what type of player could Cleveland have drafted that could ultimately be a Scottie Pippen type? In in, in comparison, that player if Scottie Pippen was three inches taller than Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. right? And just as just as good, just as a good of a talent. Obviously, he wasn't as good as Michael, but top 50 player all time. So say Cleveland drafted a top 50 player all time that was three inches taller than LeBron at 6'11", who was almost just as good as LeBron. Imagine what type of history he would, you know, imagine what his path would have been had their, had their paths, like Jordan's path, Imagine how that would have been. You, 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 does, it, does that make sense? If what Dan I'm Gilbert wasn't so trash, I mean, maybe they would have found somebody. Um, I would say Giannis, but I don't, you know, he sucks. But I'm saying a prototype like that. Right. And, and the point I'm just making is that LeBron, even in year six or seven, right before he exits, exits Cleveland, he wasn't given a Scottie Pippen to, to ensure that he stays in Cleveland the way Jordan was given a Scottie Pippen to ensure that he stays with Chicago. But think about this too, though. If the Bulls weren't so trash when they made the playoffs, they wouldn't have had a draft pick high enough to get Scottie Pippen. LeBron James always had, you know, low draft picks because they were always winning. Like, you're winning 35 games (laughs) with the Bulls and then you get a low draft, a high draft pick the next year. Like, come on now. Of course, Scottie Pippen just fell into their hands. It's like when Tim Duncan went to the Spurs. Right. And I mean, I th- and I think what you're speaking to is that sometimes life is just a roll of the dice, man. You know what I mean? Like, like if you look at Jordan's career in the hindsight, then it looks like everything was destined for him. But as it's happening, these things are these things are uh, very whimsical. They're very, you know, Jordan was picked third in that draft. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan, what if Jordan had been selected number one to, to Houston over Hakeem Olajuwon? Um, or if Jordan was selected to the Blazers instead of Sam Bowie? All these are possibilities that could have taken, they could have taken place. Um, and, you know, you can make a, you can make sense of it however you want to make sense of it, whether it was, destiny or it was just a roll of the dice or what have you but no matter what the point of the matter is that things could have been very differently uh things could have went very differently for a michael jordan and and to me uh, the greatest point to that before i give it back to you paul is look at kobe bryant right kobe bryant was drafted by charlotte Uh and a deal got worked with jerry west where he's going to send a you know a a vladi divak at the end of his career tail end of his career uh, for a Kobe Bryant because he just sees potential in Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant could have ended up a Charlotte Hornet. And would Kobe have five rings to this day? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm, tell- I'm telling you that right now. Kobe Bryant would have not had five rings. And so we can all give credit to people for the things that they ultimately did for whatever the circumstances were. But we can't deny that some people are given a better hand than other people. Man, I mean, am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. And, and Jordan, how... Jerry Krause, he needs. I mean, he's dead now, but he needs to thank that man. Man, R.I.P. Jerry Krause, man. Exactly, he is the reason why Jordan was successful. I don't care. Dan Gilbert, he was trash as an owner. He didn't do anything. David Griffin tried his hardest to get LeBron help, and it just didn't work out. LeBron always got stuck with bad management. Of course, that's why he left Cleveland. MJ would have left too. I don't care what anybody says. Kobe Bryant begged for a trade. Stop saying that. Stop saying I don't care. Well, Kobe, man, just trade me. I don't care. Just, just trade. He even had. Did you hear the story when he's told he was gonna go up to the office and demand a trade before they traded Shaq? Did oh, you yeah, hear that I did. story? I did like, hear about that. He said he was gonna go to either Chicago or was it? I think the it was Clippers. I think. No, yeah, it was it was Chicago, the Clippers. I think it was just those two. It might have been the Pistons too. I okay, think it I think yeah, yeah, it was those three teams. And like I said, LeBron. First of all, LeBron's never asked for a trade. He's he's always played through his entire contract. He might have opted out, but he played through it. He never. You never hear him whining about he needed help. Of course, he needed help. He had Ricky Davis out. Ricky Davis wasn't no slouch, but 
come on now. Ricky Davis, was it was Darius Miles there too? Regardless, yeah, Ilgowskis was like his number one. Like, come on, man. Like but you know what, Paul? I'm gonna have to, you know, and I always tell people that even even though I'm a LeBron fan, don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of a lot of people. Um, I just respect you know, certain certain types of players, certain levels of greatness. So I'm a I'm a MJ fan too. I'm a Kobe fan too. Um, but one thing I'm gonna say about LeBron, and this is being completely objective, Paul. Some of LeBron's career, obviously, he has to be held responsible for some of the decisions that he's made as well, um, and it goes all back to that 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 hand that you're dealt and how to make sense of it. So for LeBron, you're with the organization. You're front. You're you're with the organization in the state that you're that you were born and raised. First of all, so you have to take that in consideration as well. Is that you know that was a great that was a great thing for the state of Ohio to have you know their prodigal son uh, play in a Cavaliers uniform. I mean it's a great story, uh, so that has to be appreciated within itself. But he's with this organization for six or seven years. Uh, they're not able to put the right pieces around him, um, and he has to as as one of the as the top player in the NBA at that time. You can debate it whether. You want to say Kobe was at that time? That's your personal. That's your personal belief. I feel like um, LeBron, since stepping into the league in 2003, he, there hasn't been a lot of years that LeBron James wasn't the best player on the floor, um, just with the different array of abilities that he has, from passing to scoring, uh, to being able to to dunk, to shoot the three ball, to hit a decent percentage at the line. Not the best, but a decent, just probably the best well around all around player. No, 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 no. He's he he's trash at the line. No, he's trash. Oh, okay. Compared, say, compared, he, compared to the greats. Oh, but, okay, okay, okay. But seventy four percent all time is, you know, it he's a he's a he's a small four. He's but it's a, but it's going down. That's that's my problem. It's going down. He's at sixty seven this year or something. Achilles Hill, man. Achilles Hill. <laughs> Um, and that's and that and that's a realistic thing. Most people have Achilles heel. A Jordan Jordan on the court necessarily didn't have an Achilles heel. He could pretty much do most things well or decent enough to to make it look like he could. Um, but most people on average hasn't have an Achilles heel. No, he was a terrible degree. teammate. He was a he was a horrible teammate. I, I don't care how many rings you win. I don't care how, how many W's. You could be a great winner, but. You're trash as a teammate. I, I don't care yeah, what you say. He's I, snitching I all through the documentary. He's telling. He's lying on everybody. I no. He he's a horrible teammate. Steve Kerr can he can lie all he wants. Oh, Jordan was nah. Shut up. Nah, Jordan was Jordan was. A, he's a winner, of course, but that was his Achilles heel. I mean, people just shut up and dealt with it. Horace Grant should have whooped his ass on that plane. I'd be damned if he takes my plate of food away from me on a plane. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, Mike. Mike was tripping. Uh, but that's kind of that's the that's the leverage he had, Paul. I mean, when you're when you're that great, just like with the Dream Team. I mean, you know, as we as we all have been seeing, uh, Jordan clearly lied to our face on the documentary. Said he had nothing to do uh, with Isaiah Thomas not being on the Dream Team, uh, and then newsflash, audio file. Uh. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know who leaked it. I don't know who snitched on Jordan. I mean, he was snitching on everybody, so I guess somebody felt the need to snitch on him. Why are you lying? Kito, tell me, why are you lying? Like, they try to make... Why is Jordan lying so oh, much? Why is he lying? Why don't he just say it? Like, everyone well, knows. Well, you know, you know, Jordan is like the all-American story, came from a good household, went to college, stayed for a few years, uh, supposedly did things the right way, Man, they're, they're, they're stayed, were, stayed with his... Same franchise and grew it and stayed. You know, it, it's the all American sports story. So of course he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna paint the picture. Brad, like, have you looked at his that. eyes? They're, they're doing crack and drinking and all. I, I don't do that. Have you looked at his eyes, bro? <laughs> have you looked at the color <laughs> of his eyes, bro? Jordan, like he's been staying up some long nights. <laughs> he got orange eyes, man. Like, come <laughs> on, man. It's all them cigars, man. <laughs> Man's more than cigars. All them cigars and, and and brown liquor, but uh, bro, he. Nah, man. <laughs> I could say so much about Jordan. I'm like, Jordan was my number one until, of course, 
LeBron and Rashid Wallace came out. But this documentary, it ain't doing nothing but pissing me off. Like, this dude, stop lying so much. Like, you ain't got a lot to be like. People already love you, man. People already love you. Michael yeah, Jordan, come know, on, But man. you know, people love Jordan for what he did on the court. And I think the that's why he was afraid for the documentary to come out. Like he quoted is, is that he was scared that it was going to make people look at him different. And the reason why he was so scared is because he did want to maintain that all-American, you know, uh, um, um, did it the right way type of image uh, that, you know, he was always portrayed as. But as we can see, you know, Jordan was as human as anybody, as sensitive as anybody. Um, He's still sensitive. Absolutely. He still absolutely. ain't, he, he, st- he ain't talked to Charles Barkley ever since Charles said that he sucks as a GM, which is true. He's trash Paul, as an owner. Paul, I have never seen a man win so much. And still be so petty. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like bro, you, you won six championships. Uh, you had two three-peats. You have the biggest shoe in the world. Um, uh, one of the most iconic athletes of all time. Ball head, earring, uh, tongue out, long shorts, Air Jordan, flying from the free throw line, six for six, final shot, last dance. Chicago Bulls, like like six six guard, and he's just, still being petty. And he's still being petty. So, you know, as much as people try to, I'm not gonna forgive him for uh, claiming that he eating McDonald's and still hooping. I'm not gonna forgive him. For that. That's why I'm fat now. Who, Jordan said that. No, I'm saying he made the McDonald's commercials. Oh. See how they eating burgers and, like, <laughs> and he hooping like right, right, right. Nah, yeah, that, that's definitely nah, uh, man. He he he's, he's he's too petty, bro. Like, why are you acting like this? Like, like you said before, he wouldn't last in social media today. He would not last. He can't take nothing, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a very underrated uh, discussion that I think, and I think the reason why it gets overlooked is because people feel like. Jordan went through a lot, you know, his dad uh, dying um, and that being one of the key reasons why he retired that first time. But at the end of the day, guys, I mean, whether he went through something or not, I mean, we give it to players for for what we thought they were doing as far as quitting in one game. This man just straight out quit the whole sport, quit the sport, just quit (sighs) up and quit the sport. And that never gets talked about. You know, they say he's a winner. But the dude quit the sport for whatever, you know, you can feel bad, you know, for him. You can have empathy for him. But the truth of the matter is that if LeBron James just up and quit the game of basketball in his prime, uh, there would be no, there would be no, uh, um, you know, people would have no sympathy for whatever that reason is. He would, he would, he would have to answer to um, amongst sports talk about being a quitter. Um, and that never gets discussed with Jordan. And not only did he quit one time, Jordan quit two times. Exactly. Jordan quit when he still had gas in the tank. Uh, whether you want to say, oh, Phil Jackson wasn't going to coach no more or not. They, they, that don't matter. They it, already said that. They already said that um, he, he was going to quit no matter what. Right. Even and I mean, but, but, the, but to me, it's like, you know, you can spin it and, and, and justify it. You know, oh, his – Dad passed away. He, you know, he was falling under extreme scrutiny for the gambling and them trying to say that the gambling has something to do with his father's death. And I and I won't go too much into that, but I'll just say that I've heard um, that story before that it was the gambling um, that he did have debts that he was not paying. There was talks that Jordan did not like paying his debt, and I think they even went over. One of the stories in the final dance where they said that he owed a guy like 1.2 million and did not want to pay it. I mean, Jordan clearly was wealthy, but and and just because you like to gamble, um, big money doesn't mean you actually want to pay it up when you lose. So, you know, I'm not gonna go too too much into that. I don't want to get disrespectful. I don't want to make any it's, any any assertions. But let's not let's not just completely throw away that. Um, that possibility that his gambling did have something to do ultimately with how his career ended up going and him wanting to quit uh, what happened to his father. And um, we can also not discredit the fact that whether you only wanted to uh, play under Phil Jackson or not, the point is the, of the matter is that you quit basketball for a second time. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant could never get away 
with doing anything like that. And no matter no matter if you were winning or not, you still quit the sport two times. <laughs> and if Back. these folks stop saying, well, you know, if, if George stayed in, 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 in playing baseball, he would have been in the Major League Baseball. No, he wouldn't have. That dude was trash in AA. He was tr- he was ass. <laughs> ass. I'm tired of y'all saying, oh, the Bulls would have would have won eight straight. Do y'all not remember he came back and lost to the, the Magic? <laughs> like, do y'all not remember that? Why do they keep forgetting well, that? I mean, you know, most people feel like. No, I don't, don't want to hear that. Oh, no, you about to say what? He he look he look rusty. He does. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not not me personally. I mean, that's just what people have been saying, uh, which you know that holds some weight. But at the end of the day, you know, as we can, as we all saw, um, even though Michael had you know aged what three years uh, from the '98 season when he started uh, playing with the Wizards, he was averaging twenty two. Yeah, I mean, he was average. I mean, which is okay. You know, it's not bad, I mean, for a guy that old. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is that we got to see how a team looks uh, once again when it's not constructed around him what the results are. Michael Jordan was in the Eastern Conference in 2001. The Eastern Conference in 2001, I mean, it had some good teams in it. But if you Michael Jordan, I mean, you the GOAT, you should be doing something worth – Relevance outside of scoring twenty plus a game. No, nah, I mean, he's still should... doing that palm the ball pump fake. He was still doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's cool. That's cool. You know, nah, it was... wasn't cool when he was doing it. There. <laughs> it was not... I'm just, I'm just saying that for you to be the goat, um, you should have been able to take that Washington team further than what you took them. If you, if you are who you say you are, and I mean, and I'm only saying that because they're always trying to flip it. And speak down LeBron's name. Um, and truth be told, LeBron James is in year 17. And he's still ticking like, I mean, he's maybe lost half a step. But, I mean, the guy's leading the league in assists. Still averaging 23 plus. Um, number one seed in the in the West. You can say what you want. Uh, all I remember is people saying that, oh, if LeBron goes to the hill, LeBron would never go to the Western Conference because, he wouldn't last in the Western Conference. It's just too hard. The East is just so bad that that's why he's gone to the final so many times. And I used to always say to people like, hmm, that sound good. What you're trying to say, it sound, it sound like it, it, it might be right. But it's not logical because you know why? If LeBron goes to the Western Conference, if it's the better conference, he's going to have a better team. But you also have to realize... People are trying to avoid LeBron James. Oh, yeah. Like, like everyone's trying to get away from this man. Um, And like you said, he's the number one seed on the West right now. I mean, they were what? What were seed they were last year before he got hurt? They were number four before he got hurt. Number four with a bunch of scrubs. (laughs) A bunch of scrubs. I don't care what y'all say about that. There were scrubs out there in the West. And the West was still deep. They had the Warriors, KD, all of them. Um, it's just, I don't think he gets enough credit. Michael Jordan gets too much credit. Like I said before, Jordan, GOAT, LeBron James is GOAT A or whatever you want to call it. But put some respect on this man's name. Jordan, Jordan would never have beaten the Warriors, the 73 team Warriors. What was he going to do? Like I told you before, I'm gonna say it on I'm gonna say it on the a podcast. If Michael Jordan played right now, he would be DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> he would be DeMar DeRozan with an attitude. No, I'm not tripping. What are he gonna do? Uh, like I said, the Bulls would be playing the Warriors. Oh, Michael Jordan got 68 points in the third quarter. They're down by 90. The Warriors would kill them. You can't mid-range jump your shot into a championship. It's not hard. It's not. It's not gonna work. Jordan can probably develop a three. That's cool and all. He'll be James Harden. Okay, he'll be James Harden. Guys, this is Paul's opinion, not mine. No, no, no. Kenos will agree off camera. <laughs> he is, will agree. <laughs> this is Paul's opinion, not mine. Demar Derozan, I bro. I don't believe this. <laughs> Um, but, but you know, like I said, um, no matter what, you just have to be objective. And I think, I'm, you know, I'm always objective about LeBron. I feel like LeBron uh, has, has 
bobbled and fumbled the pack a few times. And what I mean by that is, you know, when LeBron had those chances to go to different teams, and not to say that he's done anything wrong per se, because he made the decisions that he wanted to make. So who are, who are we to speak on that? He has to live with that. But one thing I've always wondered about LeBron is why did he never try to get on a team with an all-time great coach? I always held that against LeBron because I felt like if you would just team up with an all-great, uh, all-time great coach, you you now can be in that same realm as a Kobe or Jordan in the sense that now we can judge you fairly. We can people can judge you accordingly because the only way you can judge the three guys is if their scenarios are similar. So if you look at Jordan and Kobe, their 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 come up is almost identical, not in the sense of, oh, you know, where they were drafted or anything like that, but in the sense that there's a reason why Kobe got five rings with Phil Jackson. There's a reason why Jordan has six rings with Phil Jackson. Like, that has to be talked about. We have to talk about the fact, the common denominators. The common denominators are they're playing with organizations, Kobe and Jordan, that were smart enough to put the right pieces around them. Kobe gets drafted and gets to play with Shaquille O'Neal. Gets to play for Phil Jackson, who just who's coming off his sixth ring prior to coming to be their coach in L.A. Um, Jordan, likewise. Jordan, uh, Scottie Pippen, Phil Jackson, um, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc. So... The only way we can ju- we we could have judged LeBron fairly, or the way we could have done it uh, with no with with the most objectivity, would have been if he had gone gone and played for a coach similar, or or had played for Phil Jackson himself. Um, so we could have seen exactly what that chemistry would have been with LeBron James and Phil Jackson, the same way we saw the chemistry that Kobe shared with Phil Jackson and the chemistry that Michael shared with Phil Jackson. We cannot leave out that point. But 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 in saying that, LeBron had opportunities to make that type of scenario happen, and he chose not to. So you have to, as a fan, you have to be objective in that way to know that as much as LeBron has done, I can dare to say that he would have done even more had he made a different decision about who to go play for. If he had joined the Spurs um, and allowed the sport, the Spurs organization to build around him, which we know that they would have been capable, capable of doing, they are intelligent enough to do so. There is no telling what LeBron James would be doing uh, if he didn't have to be the mastermind um, of the complete show. Greg Popovich could have done that for him. So I, I just feel like that's a that's a very uh, big point that doesn't get discussed a lot, and a lot of credit isn't given to that point um, because it's very important what cards you were dealt and who you played for and the common denominators in all all the careers of uh, those three players. Well, also you have to re- remember too, or realize this: LeBron James not playing with a coach such as Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich. He had to manage those players himself, personality-wise, game plan. Like, for instance, if Phil was with that Cleveland team with Kevin Love and Kyrie, Phil would know how to handle Kyrie. He would know how – like, LeBron James wouldn't have to take on that role plus leading the entire team. He would know how to make them play better as a team. Um LeBron going to the Spurs. Like, everyone knows Greg Popovich is a great coach, and he'll make the system work. But LeBron had to figure out everything himself. Now, I blame him for losing to the Mavericks. I mean, I would never forgive him for that. But I also didn't understand, or I didn't like how he always wanted to play with, like, D-Wade. I'll never forget D-Wade for, for any of these losses in the finals against the Spurs. Like, he he could have done so much if he didn't just want to be with his friends all the time. And if he had that killer instinct, well, I won't say killer instinct, but if he had that personality like Jordan, like, I'll do whatever it takes to win instead of I want my friends to come along too, 
that I think he'll have more rings as well. Um, it's just he just got the bad end of the stick at times where he just couldn't get anybody. Um, for instance, like Dan Gilbert didn't want to get that trade with Paul George and Jimmy Butler. Now imagine them on that squad. Um, I think Kevin Love would have still been there too. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, but just a lot of the situations he's put himself into going back to Cleveland, knowing Dan Gilbert doesn't care about him and going to the the heat uh, with the rookie coach and relying on just Chris Bosh and D Wade instead of winning as a team. As you can see, it takes more than just three people to win. And, He's he's still a better GM than Jordan. Like, I don't think Jordan would ever have been able to put a team together as well as manage a team as a player, that is, than what LeBron James has been doing. And those are just a couple of things that I could think about with LeBron. Um, And, of course, it's just him being stubborn, saying, you know, he can do everything himself. But I really wish Phil Jackson had coached him or he did go to the Spurs and he would have been in a good system with LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, maybe Kawhi would have still been there. Who would who knows? Um, but I just want people to just think about some of the things that y'all compare Jordan with, um, aka Demar Derozan, and oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Demar Derozan, and just think about the things LeBron has had to go through too. Like he he leaves Miami, goes back to Cleveland. All of a sudden, Golden State is just this, the greatest team of all time. Um, he goes to Lakers. And gets a basically a season-ending injury, and then KD gets hurt, and now Kawhi, who gets traded, wins the championship. So it's just now everybody thinks Kawhi is the be- better player, the best player, whatever you want to may call it. But people just need to realize just the situation Jordan was put in, and compare it to LeBron James, and of course the teams that he's played in the finals. Do you think Jordan will be able to beat? These Warriors team? This Warriors team? I'm talking um, about the KD Warriors. It depends, man. And the reason why I say that is... The answer is no, by the way, but keep going. <laughs> this is Paul's opinion. But... And the reason why I say um, it's a, it depends is because, you know, with that Warriors team, to me, the reason why they were dominant was because they just clearly had the most talent on the court at one time. I mean, the Hampton Five. I mean, you got Draymond Green, a defensive player of the year. You have Andre Iguodala, who used to lead his own team um, as a number one man with the with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, great defensive player. Uh, um, can handle the ball uh, offensively as well, um, along with uh, Clay Thompson, Steph, Stephen Curry, and Kevin Durant, who, who could be arguably – uh, the three best shooters in the league, maybe not percentage-wise, but just from the eye test, we all know great shooters when we see them. Um, and those three were probably the, the best shooters in the league on one team in one starting lineup, people. Um, so the point I'm trying to make is that they were a cut above the rest as it relates to the talent on the floor. But to me, they were soft. Um, and, you know, prior to Kevin Durant being there, we saw how uh, they could they could be affected uh, in the NBA Finals when Cleveland decided to to play bully ball with them. And nothing changed when Kevin Durant went there outside of just his talent. Uh, they were still the same soft team, the same front running team uh, that they were before Kevin Durant got there. So I think that Jordan could have exposed them um, with a dude with a will like Jordan. I mean, it would it would have been tough because, you know, Golden State would have been right there through sheer talent alone just for the fact that you got the three best shooters in the league plus a defensive player of the year plus uh, Andre Iguodala who, who is basically like a Swiss Army knife can do anything. So I don't think it would have been a blowout either way. I just can't say for sure who would win that, you know, who would win one game or who would win a series because – Jordan is not, you know, and that's where you got to give Jordan his credit. Jordan never doubted himself. Jordan never looked in the mirror and said, you know, and I, and that's one thing that LeBron really ticked me off in the past about. You know, I remember when he got done uh, 
playing. I think I think he had just won the series to go to the finals, and the reporter asked him about what his thoughts were about playing the Warriors with I think KD at that point, and he told them that he didn't want to talk about it or he hadn't gave it much thought, basically because he knew that he was going to lose because his team wasn't good enough. And don't get me wrong, whether he believed that his team was was good enough or not, he still wasn't going to win because they clearly had the most talent uh, on that Warrior team. But uh, Jordan would have never conceded like that. No matter who was on his team, he would have never told the media like, oh, man, I, I can't think about that right now because, you know, given the impression that he's already been defeated, it, it just was no such thing with Michael Jordan, no matter the circumstances. So I do have to give Jordan his props on that, and that's largely why he will be considered the GOAT is because he never doubted himself the way, you know, we've, as we as LeBron fans have seen certain things from him where you can tell he's doubting himself. He has a certain look on his face. He makes a certain comment that is alluding to the fact that he's, he's, he's waved the white flag, essentially, um, or given, given himself an excuse for the, for the L he's about to take. And, and that's one thing about LeBron that I've never liked, that I've struggled as a fan over a few times where I literally did not want to support him anymore. Uh, I remember when they went down 3-1 against the Warriors, and I about gave up on LeBron because I was just like, I cannot believe that this dude is doing this again. You know, like, it's like, dude, you are the greatest player on the planet. Dominate these dudes. Like, they cannot stop you. We get, we saw that. Once LeBron gets it going, there is no stopping him. There is nothing you can do. He is doing everything. He is passing the ball like a Hall of Famer. He is scoring like a Hall of Famer. He is setting up the offense like a Hall of Famer. There is nothing you can do to stop a LeBron, a focused LeBron James. And that's the only reason why, even through all that, I still can make an argument for him being the GOAT because the man is just too good when he is on when he is on when that switch is on there is nothing that anybody can do we saw it in game one against the Warriors in 2018 where he dropped 51 and JR forgot time and score there was nothing that they can do KD included they had no answer for LeBron James and that is the real LeBron James LeBron James when he is being aggressive there is nothing you can do about it it's just the fact that LeBron is such a nice guy that a lot of times he does want his teammates to succeed. He is like the driver of a boat, of a ship. He wants to he wants to other people to come along for the ride. Jordan, he didn't care about you being along for the ride. Jordan Jordan looked at it like, look, you can come along the ride if you want to. Even if you don't, I'm gonna find somebody else that will, and we'll be all right. You know, so that it's just a difference in mentality, and neither neither mentality is necessarily uh, the great. You know, neither one trumps the other. Uh, they're both good traits to have. One of them, uh, a Jordan trait of getting it done, regardless of anybody is going to help you. That's a good trait to have for a person to have. But it's also a good trait for you to want people to succeed around you. Uh, those people, you know, if you think about people around you that could care less whether you succeed or not. As long as they succeed, that's not somebody you want to be around. You want to be around the, the person or the friend that wants to see you succeed, that wants you to come along for the ride uh, so y'all can, you know, have shared success together. But, you know, like I said, n- neither personality to me trumps the other. It's just one of those personality, one of those personalities can leave you holding the bag sometimes. It can leave you where other people will succeed and you don't. And that's just what it is, you know, as far as their personality is concerned. So, well, with all that being said, no, the Bulls would not be the KD Warriors. <laughs> all right, <laughs> with all that said, they would get blown out. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. <laughs> what Steve Kerr go lock down Steph Curry? <laughs> no, what's gonna happen? Scotty gonna have to guard somebody. Scotty gonna have to guard KD, or I mean, who he gonna guard? Katie, Clay, Steph, who are we going to go? But, but see, Paul, that's what I'm saying is that that those are facts that you're speaking, right? But they got Phil Jackson at the helm. Phil Jackson is not about – see, that's the thing about these all-time coaches is that, 
yeah, the Warriors could be blowing them out, right, or have the potential to blow them out. But Phil Jackson is not going to just allow it to happen. Just he's not, he's not going he's going to he's going to call the right timeouts. He's gonna he's going to build the right blueprint to at least challenge them. They're gonna be down forty by then. Phil oh, Jackson, when on, Phil Jackson, oh, them, you oh, see him. He, oh, he sit he sit back. Oh, he cross his legs. Oh, Scotty, hey oh, Scotty. Paul, oh, people got this him. People, this is Paul's opinion. I don't know what he's talking about. Bruh, look at the matchups. Look, the think Warriors, about the matchups right now. The Warriors are not going to blow out Michael Jordan by 40. Not, All right, but they would beat them by 25. You're right. Not My bad. Paul. My bad. You're Paul. right. Jordan will get his 65, Paul. and he will get blown out like, Paul. like the Celtics did him in the 80s. It's cool. Paul. It's cool. I'm, I'm cool with it. I, hey, I, I can live with that. Paul. I can live with that. He'll he'll fight fight Scotty. He'll probably fight Steve, Steve Kerr. Gonna be out there doing. I'm not talking about uh, Golden State Steve Kerr. I'm talking about Bull Steve Kerr. He gonna get killed out there. Oh. Clay going Clay gonna have to guard Clay gonna guard Jordan. All right, or they might put Iggy on him. KD gonna be out there laughing at the three point line. Well, like I said, what Jordan do? They gonna be down 85 points. Here come Jordan. Uh oh, mid range. Uh oh, bank shot. Uh oh, uh, uncontested layup. Let me do up and under. Uh oh, let me. What me do? <laughs> um, uh, I mean, if you feel that way, you feel that way. I mean, you, it can be argued that. I mean, somebody can say easily that. Um, you know, if, if Jordan played in today's era, he would just be another uh, taller Westbrook or something like that. Which no, I, no, Demar Derozan, bro. Okay. <laughs> You can quote that from Paul, not me. DeMar DeRozan, 6'6". Six, six. I mean, I, I can see the comparison, but, I mean, come on, Paul. My, my MJ, whether he was a snitch, whether he's a liar, whether he gambles, whether he, uh, no matter what the reason is, his eyes are yellow. <laughs> None of that matters. The man was a killer. Yeah, he's he not yeah. going for it. Paul... Paul Mike is not going for none of that. I'm telling you, let me tell you this. Mike would have, and this is my true belief, and like I said, I can't make a heads or tails of who really wins. If I had to put my money on it, I'm going to go with the Bulls. And the only reason I'm going to put my money on it is because we know that Warrior team. We know Kevin Durant. We know Steph Curry. We know these guys to be mentally frail. These dudes are frail. When you beat them up, when you get in their head, when you trash talk them, when you talk about them in the media, they fold. Michael Jordan would have psyched them out. He would have psyched them out. It's, Along with it, Phil Jackson, the, he, the Zen master, he, they would have found a Dennis Rod, Come on. Dennis Rodman down there battling with Draymond Green. They're, they're going to figure out a way to get you in foul trouble, uh, get some text called on you. They're going to influence the refs. They're going to figure out a way to challenge Golden State, even though if, even if Golden State has the superior talent, they're going to now work the, the mental side of the game to, to influence to influence the series. It's gonna, it's, they're going to figure it out. It'll be a gentleman's sweep. The Warriors <laughs> will beat them 4-1. How about that? So guys, so, so, guys, I guess Paul is doubling down on this take, and his take is that I'm assuming – KD averaging 50. I guess between the 96 and the 98 Bulls would have gotten a gentleman sweep from the Warriors. This is what Paul Honeywood is saying. Like I said, this is his opinion. This is not mine. I can't make heads or tails of it. I had to put my money on it. I'm going to put my money on Michael Jordan and the Bulls just because I know them dudes was there on a mission. And guess what? He ain't going to pay like Michael Jordan. (laughs) Losing that bet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... um, so, yeah, that's an interesting take, though, Paul. I'm going to have to think about that one. Uh, hopefully I, hopefully uh, our listeners will um, comment below the video uh, and, and, and tell us what you guys think about that take that um, the second era of the Bulls, the second generation iteration of the Bulls dynasty with Robin, Pippen, Jordan, Kerr, and, and Phil would have Bruh. would have basically got swept by Bruh. the Golden State Warriors. Gentleman I don't I don't believe that. Keno's, Gentleman sweet. Keno's Davis doesn't believe that. I feel like I know better, but Paul is 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 that's he's why sticking, I got better basketball he, knowledge. It's he's cool. sticking he's sticking to his guns, and uh, it'll be a massacre, bro. It'll be a massacre. He's sticking to his gun, guys. So uh, we're gonna leave it right there uh, on that take. Uh, 
comment, like, subscribe to the videos. Uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Check us out on YouTube. Like our Facebook posts. Uh, we'll be uploading to uh, Instagram shortly uh, so we can get engaged with you guys on there. Uh, but we appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah, tell them the most hated podcast on all, Man, all platforms. <laughs> most hated podcast on all platforms. Karen, I'm not going to tell you again. <laughs> Put the leash on the damn dog, Karen. <laughs> they were smoking and drinking, but I ain't do none of that. <laughs> most this hated, man be lying. Most hated podcast, episode three. And we out. I ain't telling IT I ain't want him on the dream team. <laughs> <laughs>